Mike Begram, labor law expert, joins us now on the line. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Hi, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. After we had a wonderful announcement last night, thank you for looking up. <laughs> Mike, I, I have to say, we, we really have to thank you very much for coming in earlier at such short notice. Um, as you would know, radio has its own things, and I really appreciate you agreeing to do this earlier. Pleasure. Absolute Ma- pleasure. Mike, can we just recap quickly on the UIF application update? What, what, Where are we sitting with that? Those applications, were they meant to be in by yesterday? 15th, was it? No, well, you might have listened to our president last night, and a very interesting situation has arisen there with the UIF. Everyone's so excited about moving down to level one, they've forgotten about the workers. Um, And there was good news for the workers in that the UIF has now been extended to the end of October. The end of October this year, it's been extended, so people can actually put in their claims. Obviously, for back months, there are there's a whole lot of different dates um, for claiming backwards, but people have until the 15th of October to still claim for June, July, uh, for July, August, September, and then they can claim probably in November up up to 15th of November for the October payment. So okay, so. Those so times it... have all have all been extended. Yes. People are gonna get still get paid if they got a comorbidity, can't go back to work or the work is still not back, um, they then can claim. So uh, it, it's, it's a very exciting time. Okay. So Mike, um, just to recap just to recap, um so the dates that were revised have now been extended based on the yesterday's speech by the president. That's it. That's it. So the president announced something which is almost like a lifeline to some of the workers out there. Mm. Okay. Well, that's that's fantastic news. Um, And we do now have an acting UIF commissioner. Yes, which is also a breath of fresh air. Let me me tell you a little bit about the acting commissioner. The acting commissioner has been in the uh, Department of Employment and Labor for, for many, many years. Uh, her name is Marsha Bronkost, um, very, very efficient and we'll call it strict lady. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been on the, the receiving end of that strictness, mm-hmm. um, but completely solid. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm writing to Acting Commissioner Bronkost about every 15 minutes mm-hmm. for the last uh, 10 days now. And I'm getting responses within an hour. Wow, wow. Um, now, I was waiting for months for responses from the department. As you know, I've been writing to them for almost six months. And I have written about 10,000 emails over these six months. I think it's just under 10,000 emails. Of those 10,000 emails, I've had about 1,000 responses. Now, when you take now what's happening in the past two weeks, with uh, Acting Commissioner Bronkost, I'm getting responses immediately or within the hour, and also we're getting action. In other words, uh, Commissioner Bronkost is uh, passing it on to uh, her deputy Gladler um, and to various other people who can handle this. So what she's merely doing is she is looking at the complaint, assessing who is the right person for it to go to and then sending it on to that person and then copying me on that and the the worker. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is absolutely wonderful stuff in the sense that 
even though there's been no payment, because the payments are suspended, we'll talk about that just now, but even though there's been no payments to the workers, people are feeling much better. They're feeling almost relieved. There is someone real there. Mm. Mr. Gladlow is coming back to me within an hour of receiving the mail from Bronkost. Hmm. So, Mike, it says uh, a lot I, about... Yeah, I feel like going there and hugging them. Yeah. Can we just maybe, um, by way of example, give us a sense of the most common complaints that have come through to your desk? Well, the most common complaint is people actually can't even log on. They somehow they've cut out of the system. There's a problem. And that problem is now being exacerbated because they were claiming tours and not being able to get in. Then once they do get in, they now get retrenched and they can't get in because it says you're already on the system. But it's a different claim because the tourist claimants have to come to an end because you've now been retrenched. Now you're claiming normal UIF. So Uh, what's happening is that the system is faulty. So the last time we were told that apply again. So even though you were on the system, apply again. But if the system doesn't allow you to apply again, then what? Well, that's the point. Then you're just knocking on a brick wall and you're knocking your head every half hour on the brick wall and people are phoning me out of sheer desperation. I've just had a call about an hour ago from a lady who has not got any food for her baby and she has not received her tours for three months. She's now been retrenched to add to her worries. And so she's got a claim for her retrenchment um, UIF. So she's got to deregister for the TERS. She hopefully will get her back pay. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping she will. Mm-hmm. She's got to deregister for the TERS and get back onto the system to claim normal UIF. She's been paying in for almost 20 years. Sure. And I've now escalated that, um, just before I came on in, I've escalated that on to Acting Commissioner Bronkost, um, who will then decide which person has to answer this, who the, who the real person is to answer. Um, and I'm almost positive I'll get a response immediately. Hmm. And that's how confident I'm feeling. Whereas if you'd spoken to me two weeks ago, I would have said, your guess is as good as mine. My word. Okay, Mike, let me just take a quick break and I'll come back with questions people I see are calling in to ask you some questions. Uh, the number to dial is 0891-104-207 or you can send us a voice note on 0614-104-107. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. It's 20 minutes after one o'clock. We're speaking to Mike Bagram, who is a labor law expert, uh, taking all your questions related to labor law issues, especially now uh, with COVID-19. You may be one of those people who was affected and uh, you couldn't resume work. And uh, how does all of this affect you? Uh, the new, uh, you know, the, there's been also an, ex- an extension, uh, as you heard from the president yesterday, you have UIF application um, extensions and, and that I, I hope is a good thing. Let, let's go quickly to Anonymous, who, who I believe wants to talk to you. Mike, Anonymous, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Is it possible for you to spell Michael's surname? B-A-G-R-A-I-M. Oh, B-A-G-R-A-I-M. I'll remember that one. I, I need the telephone number or the email because I think you forgot to advertise it last week because I was waiting for the number and I couldn't get... I'm, I'm trying to get through to Mr. Begum and to see if I... I need some assistance. 
and I don't wish to discuss it over the airwaves. Okay, um, we'll put you back on the line, um, Anonymous, so that you can have a, a private conversation with Mike. We don't advertise Mike because Mike is actually, uh, you know, he, he, he's asked us to be quite discreet about it. Otherwise, everybody will be sending him his, uh, um, his, their problems. So we'll, we'll, we'll ask um, Mike if he was willing to take that, um, that, that, that issue up with you. Mike, so you said you are quite optimistic by the fact that there is somebody that's sitting there that is new, that that you feel is very efficient. Are the problems that we are seeing from UIF only because of, no, I'm not going to say it. Why do you think there were problems? (laughs) Okay. I don't want to blame the commissioner because clearly he can't be the only, I mean, there's hundreds of people employed by the UIF and um, the commissioner happens to be the top man um, and Commissioner Murrapeng actually is the most wonderful person, and you've probably spoken to him many times. Mm-hmm. And he's really sort of well met. He's a person that um, I can rely on. But for some reason or other, he wasn't coming back to us. His whole staffing structure was at fault. And I think also the computer system uh, completely crashed and failed, and it keeps crashing and failing. Um, so that was the, the one problem. The other problem is there seems to have been so many faults internally, which have led to fraud, theft, deception, you name it. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, I got a, a complaint today where it's the system says that the company's been paid and the individuals have been paid, and when I speak to the individuals, there's no money. They haven't got a cent, and it's not by the company because the system said it was paid directly into their accounts. So the money's gone somewhere. Um, so, we don't know where, and I'm very pleased the Auditor General has stepped in. So, Mike, um, if 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 the system has got an error, um, when, when they respond to you, as you said, you know, you're getting now the Acting Commissioner responding to you very quickly, is she then admitting to the fact that there is a massive technical problem? Yes, she's not saying there's a massive technical problem. She's saying that the system wasn't working and they have to do it internally. They have to, um, all the glitches, they are handling internally. So, uh, which is a, a massive problem because you think about it, there are 4 million South Africans who are now currently claiming for retrenchment. So can you imagine trying to internally handle the computer system for 4 million people? Uh, impossible. Now, there's another problem in that I know that private sector have come forward and promised to help and to run the system for them at no cost. And the Minister of Labor, Employment and Labor turned it down. I also know that SARS, our revenue service, is probably one of the best in the world and has a fantastic computer system. Um, Everyone knows SARS and everyone knows that you can't duck SARS. All your money when you pay in for your UIF as employees, you pay it to SARS. They've got all those records. They offered to do it as well, and somehow the department said no. So this is something that's very fishy. I don't know what it is, and I can't point fingers at anyone. And I have faith in the Auditor General, um, uh, Mr. Kimi Makwetu, uh, and his staff. I have faith in them. I've seen them in action, and I've heard them, and I've met with them. Um, they're going to find out who is being naughty, who is doing the wrong things and why. Why can't they hand it to SARS? Why can't they get 
pre-help from the private sector. Why? What's going on? Um, and I can't answer any of those questions. It's frustrated me for six months, but I've been earning a salary. Mm. Um, I'm just purely frustrated. Can you imagine having paid into the UIF for many years, the president announces with great fanfare at the end of March that, don't worry, we will look after you as an employee, and then you don't get any money. And there's still people who haven't been paid from April. Mike, let's take a quick voice note. Uh, there's a question coming through on voice note for you. Good afternoon, SFM. I would like to ask how best I can be helped on an issue of a judgment that was passed concerning myself and then the employer who had hired me to go to Harare in Zimbabwe to take his truck, which was left, which was left by another tri- uh, driver. Uh, whom he failed to pay and uh, subsequently when I came back uh, we we had disagreements towards the way he treated me uh, on how I went to Harare using my personal money coming back phoning him doing everything using my personal money Uh, the judgment which was passed he was supposed to pay me and that was back in 2019 September I don't know how best can I be helped thank you Good afternoon, this is Pimelo it's Fiso here in Richards Bay uh, please can you assist us I'm working for a company and last month they pay us 1750 which is from TES but we're working uh, 50% they say that it's the only 50% they can afford and it's the money from TES uh, and this month they want to pay us 50% as well because they're saying that they are not getting their money back from TES but we're working for the company our problem is that the money doesn't mean doesn't meet the minimum wage threshold uh, and we don't know where to go because the Department of Labor cannot help us as well please assist thanks all right Mike let's just start with the last question you know, I couldn't hear it too well. I'm sorry, there seemed to have been some feedback on my phone. Okay, then, okay. You... let me let me quickly take somebody who is on the line because I'm I'm worried about time. Mrs. Williams, good morning, okay. uh, good afternoon. You're calling from Ferndale. Yes, hello. Hi, welcome to the show, Mrs. Williams. Go ahead. Uh, thank you. Um, could I ask my question now? Yes, go ahead. All right. Um, I work for um, a company for over 30 years and just after the lockdown um, I I stayed on their books for a while and then I decided that it was time to retire Mm -hmm. and um, so um, but I've been trying to get the UIF not only for the time of the of the lockdown but for the 30 years that I worked and I just don't seem to get anywhere uh, we have a list which um, puts me on a list which is not yet pro- not yet processed, um, and then another one who says that I'm not registered. So I really, I'm between a rock and a hard place. I don't know where to go now. Mike. Yeah, thank you very much for that question because that's the norm. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people are being told just that, and there's no there's no obviously solace for you. Um, what we need to do is I need to get your details. I'm happy to give out my email address and give your 
you know, get all your details such as your ID number, the company's registration number, the UIF number, and I will write to the acting commissioner and we'll get you to find out exactly whether the company registered you. If they didn't, they're being bad and it's illegal, uh, especially when you've been paying in. That would be fraud. If it isn't fraudulent, they have been paying in, then we need the acting commissioner to unblock you and to find your registration and to get you your money because you're entitled to two sets of payments. The first set is during the lockdown when people were getting their TERS, which is the emergency payment, but nothing to do with the fact that you've now retired and then you can claim from UIF, the normal UIF retirement monies, because you've been paying in for so many years. As soon as you've been paying in in excess of five years, you're entitled to the maximum payment in terms of their formula. Is that okay, Mrs. Williams? We'll forward you the details. Is that okay? Mrs. Williams? All right. Mike, I'm going to ask that we pause. We obviously have a, a couple of issues that we need to sort out here. We'll try and sort out those voice notes so that you can pick up on those. And then we also have one more question. I know you need to leave, but could you just give us a few minutes to do the headlines first? You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Okay. Mike Bagram is with us. He's a legal law um Legal law. He's a legal expert, independent expert. And we're talking all things labor, labor law related. Mike, thank you so much for, for, for staying with us. Dipulo, uh, Dipulo or Dipulo, I'm not sure. You're calling from Soweto. Good afternoon. Uh, good, good day. How are you, man? I'm well, thanks. So what is your name? That Dipulo. Dipulo, how are you? Yes, I'm great. I'm great. Thank, thank, thank you so much for calling. Go ahead with your question, Dipulo. Yes, I would like to find out with, with this. Um, uh, my, my biggest concern here is, is, is the, the level of service we're getting from these branches. Mm-hmm. I've, 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 I've put in my application on the beginning of March. And then still today, um, they're, 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 it's not approved. My issue is I've been to the branch, I think, five times already. Every time I go there, I meet a new agent, and then they tell me a story that this has happened because of uh, 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 my forms there. They were not okay. And then I had to take my forms back to the employer. And then after, three, after two months, three months, there's an issue again. Apparently, uh, 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 the forms... Uh, they used the wrong codes. Now, because of that, my application was rejected. Uh, I had to go and fix the, the form again. And after that, they needed a letter to prove that this was fixed by my previous employer. Okay. After coming, yes. Mike, do you have any questions for, for Dipolo? No, it just shows you how bad the whole thing is and how easy it would have been. All they, all they had to do was take the caller's ID number, put it into the system, and the system is pre-populated with his current payments, his current employer. I mean, it, it's, it's a simple exercise, and they're making it so difficult. What, what this listener is now describing is what millions of South African workers, very poor South African workers, have been going through that, it's like walking through, uh, you know, 10-foot mud. 
Um, it's impossible. He can't go. You can't expect him to go there five times and wait three months and keep telling him he's got the wrong forms. He's got to go back to the employer and ask for a letter to say that he's still employed there. Mm. When they know because he pays every month, mm. the employer pays his money and every month. I, I, you know, he he sounds very calm. He's making me mm. worked up mm. because if that happened to me, I think I'd I'd go in there and start screaming. So mm. my only answer to him is we've got to get online again. We've got to get online. We've got to, this, this is the sort of thing that Mr. Gladler, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, um, he's the one that sorts out these types of issues because I can promise you with one email, he should be getting his money. And for him to make those trips, you don't know how expensive it is for people to get to the department and stand there the whole day. Open about the fact they're exposing themselves to COVID nineteen. Mm. This is not a, this is not fair. Not tell, fair at all. Tell me, and, Mike, the the email. I mean, do they respond to individual emails, or are they just responding because you're sending the email? Um, I, I presume they're responding to everyone. I mean, maybe what we could do. Um, I better ask her permission, but to give the acting commissioners. Email address. I should probably kill me if I get. <laughs> I don't think air. you should do that. I don't think you should. I don't think you should do that. We're going to find. No, I think we're going to find ourselves in trouble. Yeah, I don't think we should do that. So, um, uh, what? what, what how I'm do we advise to Dupulo? I'm, I'm writing hundreds of times a day, and I'm happy to add another dozen more. No okay, Dupolo, just uh, let's just take you back to the producers. They'll give you the details that you need to um, to send that email. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Then thanks to Pulo. Are you okay with that? Are you satisfied with that? All right. And Dogozo is calling us from Guamashu. And Dogozo, welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, hi. Uh, good day and or good afternoon, rather, Pamela and um, Michael Bagrams. Um, I have been struggling here with um, a labor matter. And I was um, employed by a big um, corporation in Cape Town. And uh, I was unfairly dismissed, and I referred the matter to the um, Darling Street um, CCNA, and um, I was successful um, in uh, the um, conciliation and um, mediation. And exactly two weeks into my reinstatement, um, the um, the employer put up trumped up charges and said um, that they are putting to a disciplinary hearing and because uh, the first time when I was um, fired, they did not subject me to a disciplinary hearing. And because I was um, out of um, Cape Town, I was um, in Pretoria at the time of uh, the notice of dismissal. Now um, that I was... um, Back, reinstated, exactly two weeks into my reinstatement, I was um, given notice of a dismissal on the basis that uh, the employer had employed somebody else on a permanent basis uh, whilst the matter was pending at the CCNA. Is it possible that um, Mr. Michael Bragram can please assist me in the matter? I'm based in Durban which is my hometown, uh, Guamashu, at the moment. 
Um, and it was in Cape Town where I was employed and unfairly dismissed and challenged the uh, unfair uh, dismissal uh, successfully at the CCMA and was successful. I was represented by um, C. Brick. However, when I was uh, dismissed for the second time in exactly two weeks into reinstatement, uh, I was told that I cannot um, qualify for legal representation at CCNA uh, for some arbitrary reasons, which I cannot quite um, remember or uh, make sense of because um, they mentioned that um, I had um, a misconduct. Um, okay. Charged. Okay. I'm going to the reasons for my dismissal. Yeah, I'm going to ask that you pause, you. please. Uh, Mike, just give me one second. I need to take a quick break. We'll be back with your answer. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Thank you so much for staying with us, Mike. Um, would you be able to respond to Ndogozo who called a bit earlier? He's still on the line. Yes, yes, I'm still yes, here, yes, and I'm happy to respond to that. That story is quite a duplicitous story in the sense that. Uh, he won his case because they didn't have a proper disciplinary hearing. They then bring him back, and That's they correct. seem to have done a disciplinary hearing on similar sort of charges or trumped-up charges, and then dismissed him again because they, they had someone in his position. Now that that's that's not that's uh, <laughs> that's not playing cricket at all. That's actually actually making a mischief of what happened at the CCMA. He does have a case. It sounds like a very strong case. He has to do it. To explain to him and to the listeners why he can't have representation, that's quite simple. In the first instance, when he went there, he was entitled to representation because they dismissed without giving a reason. So there's a no-reason dismissal, which means you can bring lawyers in or you can bring in uh, a representative. If, however, you've been dismissed for disciplinary reasons, that means that you have to go in and represent yourself, and the business has to represent themselves. They can't bring a lawyer either. Or you can bring in a trade union. And it does sound like a trade union might be the good option in this instance, because they're playing silly buggers with him. Uh, the problem with him being in Durban is a major problem, but, of course, the CCMA is still running their cases, on Zoom, so it doesn't actually make a difference where you are. Um, you could be in Hawaii. Um, they, they don't mind. They, they're running a lot of their cases on Zoom, and a lot of their commissioners, in fact, prefer um, the virtual arbitration. So now's the time to actually bring his case. And just to warn him, he must do it within 30 days. He must refer the new dispute, the new unfair dismissal dispute, on an LRA Form 7.11. LRA? Form 7.11, complete it, serve it first on the employer, have proof that you've served an employer, what I mean by serve, you've emailed them and you've got proof of the email, and then send that whole bunch of documents to the CCMA with the proof and do it within 30 days so that you don't have a company again playing silly buggers and saying you're now late. So do that. It sounds like he hasn't referred it yet to the CCMA, but he won't be allowed representation because they pretended that this was for disciplinary reasons. Uh, But that doesn't mean he can't get advice. Uh, He can get advice. And if he has got a union or can contact a union and join one, you can even join a union after you've been dismissed. Mm -hmm. There's no problem with that. The law supports that. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a big value of trade unions in in this type of instance. Dog, are you a member of a union? 
Dogoza? I beg your pardon? Are you a member of a union? Yes, then, uh, then no, I, no, I'm not unionized. Okay. However, uh, just to um, sort of clarify my position, um, I had just um, taken on um, the job and relocated um, to Cape Town uh, from Pretoria. And um, I hadn't um, adjusted um, long enough um, to um, join uh, the union. Okay. What and what what Mike is saying though is that people, you can join a union even after the fact. So you still are able to do that. Um, I'm going to put you back in Togoza so that you are able to get. He 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 says you you can get advice, and I think you you know you've got something to work with here. Um, the, the, re- the reason I actually called is that um, it has been quite a while, and so I am outside um, the um, the referral period for um, sending the matter for okay. review. Okay. Now, what I have done, I have been stuck at the labor court due to the fact that I did not have the funds um, to transcribe, uh, to do legal transcriptions of uh, the um, disciplinary uh, hearings, uh, which they did uh, conduct um, after having dismissed me for the second time um, when I was reinstated uh, by the CCMA uh, on the first arbitration when I was represented by C. Beverick. And um, the... um, records of the CCMA um, that I also had to subscribe, uh, transcribe um, in order to uh, take it to uh, the Labour Court on a review. Because um, what happened um, was uh, grossly unfair at um, okay. the second uh, arbitration Dogos- CCMA. I was denied legal, legal representation and instead my um, employer had an advocate representing them um, at um, it, the CCNA. It sounds to me like it's a complicated case. It does need a bit of a t- personal attention. That's the understanding that I get. And I and I don't know if Mike would be able to refer him because I think, Mike, you'd have to refer him um, to, 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 to where he would be able to. It sounds like a complicated case. Yeah, it does because that's now escalated to yeah. the Labour Court mm. and you do need legal representation. Yeah. You probably should find someone in the Durban area, someone mm. you can consult with there. I agree with you. Mike, thank you. Thank you for being so flexible. Thank you for thank making you. the time this afternoon. No problem. You keep well. Keep up your fantastic work. Wonderful. Mike Bagram is a labour law expert, and uh, he he's going to be with us next week just to assist us once more, one more time with all things labour related. And uh, he's really been quite an asset.